Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT. You're here with Polo. I'm Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you've never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. <laughs> That's right. Now, Polo has a performance. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional. Professional. Professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 5. Let's get into it. You ready? More ready. Now, let's start this podcast off with a big thank you to. Now, you know what? They never. I don't know what your name is, but your username is Holly Awesome Nine Nine Six. That could be their name. That could be their yeah. Their What's your name? My name's Holly Awesome, and I hope it is her well, name. Well, I went to I went to school. No, I didn't. Um, I I knew a girl from um when I was working in a school. Her name was Fountain of Life. That's amazing. <laughs> like her name was Fountain of Life, which is funny because in Samoan, um. It's um Vaitafir it's it's beautiful in Samoan, mm. but when you when they translated it to English and gave her the English name, it's just like girl. Just as that is Fountain of Life, extravaganza, eleganza. <laughs> I am Fountain of Life. No, that's my name. My name is Fountain of Life. I was, I was anyway. Hollywood from Nanotics. Thank you so much for the review. Mm. Thank you very very much. And it was confirmed by Hollywood from Nine Nine Six, which is probably her birth name. We never know. Yes, um, that we are one of the first if not the first to come after the episode is so that's really great news well i have to say that's all down to your efficiency in the editing and production process thank you but it's just down to the fact that we really want to watch it and we really want to get our opinion out there as soon as possible and we want it to be unpolluted exactly because by the time like do you ever have that feeling like you watch something like for me i don't like it when people watch a movie or watch a program and then they recommend me to watch it and then they tell me their opinion on it like for example they say oh my gosh you have to watch um 13 reasons because this is why i love it or they'll mm. say oh you have to watch this new documentary on netflix because this 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 and i hate it i don't like it yeah. because i already go into watching it with that behind my head mm-hmm. and i i may not know it but i i go in there and what they've said sticks with me and i start to see it through the lens of what they've given me it sticks to you like, like ribs. ribs like ribs <laughs> so that's what i don't so the biggest reason for us to get it out there in the open is a because we don't want to get polluted yeah b a lot of the times we say things and other other people um, on our level, like um, Bob the Drag Queen Will in Alaska, Alaska yeah. like they, a lot of the times they echo what we say. Or- I always feel so gratified by that. So like I'm listening to um, the season 12 of Race Chaser now, because yep. obviously it's long, long gone. Mm-hmm. And it's so gratifying when you hear um, Will in Alaska, who we love and respect so much, kind of having similar-ish opinions at times and like, seeing the same references in some of the runway looks and stuff. Yep. I love it. Well, that's that's the thing is that I don't want people to think that we are just echoing the mm. um, the thoughts of other queens out there or other yeah. people. Um, I want to get out there first, so then when people say, "Oh," but didn't Alaska and them say that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Okay, that's great if they did say that." Or like a lot of the times on pit stop as well, I yeah. see that Bob the Drake King will say something, something, some things that are very similar. Yeah, but because we get out there out there quite quickly it's, it's it's our way of saying these are our thoughts do you know when i really noticed it remember when um jan's buttons and bows look the amazing 
voodoo doll look. And I yes. was like, oh, that's very like um, Loris from uh, from Dracula. And then there was the whole like, even Jake Yonce was covering the controversy. Well, yeah, there yeah. it is. So yeah. it's basically you you heard it here first. Or we said it first <laughs> and then edited it and got, there, got it out there as, as fast as we could so that we don't we don't sound like that we are buying it. But I don't need to bite people's ideas. I Absolutely mean, a lot not. of the times what I say is probably crap. No. Probably, who knows? I'm, no. I'm quite confident what? when I give um, a critique on performance because I've been doing that my whole life. Uh-huh. But everything else, I, I talk uh, talk about it as a super fan or someone that's partially that's in all, the know. That's all we are. We're super fans. We're professionals. 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 We have points of view, but yes. we're super fans. So our points of view was, uh, for those who are new, our points of view was that I've been, um, I, I perform professionally and I'm still actually now, I've got a fire to get back into the um, mm. professional arts again. So mm. I will be training and I mean, like you have to dream big, don't you? Absolutely. I want to hit the West End. I want to perform tour West Ends throughout the UK. Uh, that's it. That's it. I've, seen, I've put it out there. World. <laughs> Make it happen. It's out there in the universe. And, 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 doing... if, and if there is a God out there, Broadway. If there is a lot of there, Broadway, then I need a, a green card. So for all any of our American <laughs> listeners, if you if you want to marry me, let me know. Hit me up privately, <laughs> privately on my new on my new Instagram, which is basically me starting all over again. Mm. Um, it's it's I'm, I'm I'm in a new phase of my life. You know, mm. I, I feel like you go through phases in your life, and. My old Instagram, which is what I am still using, it's just like that little kin of me that was um, very, very young, very, very like obsessed with um, likes and obsessed with um, mm. followers and um, loved getting DMs. Like, mm. I'm, I'm, you know, that was the old me. I'm, I'm not that same person anymore. Yeah, and like- I've, I, I've actually changed and I feel like I've actually evolved into. Polo 2.0. I was going to say it's like a Pokemon evolution. It, it is. Yeah. Polo's involved into Polonce. Who knows? Who, <laughs> I don't know. Cut who, that out. Who knows what could happen next? You could Dynamax. You could what? Mega Evolve. <laughs> well, that's where I am right now. So I'm slowly starting to do that. Um, but that's basically what were we even talking about? I just digress. Well, oh, our thoughts. Our thoughts. Uh, I'm going to, may I, may I put something forth? Yes. Something that I'd like to talk about. Something that's been oh. on my mind. <laughs> um, Spill. I've been, <laughs> I've been thinking about villain edits um, and how interesting they are. And if we're talking about All Stars 5, who do you think is getting a villain edit, if anyone? At this stage, for me, the villain edit is Alexis. It feels feel like it, doesn't Alexis. it? Alexis. I think there was a short... A short while in the mm. beginning where it was kind of um, Miss Cracker, mm. but then you can also debate that even when Miss Cracker was coming off as a villain, that same episode, we saw Alexis come for Miss Cracker yeah. out of nowhere saying, oh, so you don't respect me. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, I don't, I don't know. Alexis has been having the villain edit since episode one-ish, yeah. whereas Miss Cracker had a little moment where it could be perceived as a villain edit. Anyway, regardless if it was a villain edit or not for Miss Cracker, mm-hmm. the um, the fans yes. didn't seem to interpret it that way. They they interpreted a misunderstood Miss um, Cracker. Yeah. So, you know, like even... I think everyone was saying that she's getting the villain edit, but... 
a lot of the other backlash, a lot of the other side of that coin, and the majority of those people were saying she's misunderstood. Um, you know, she's they, they were kind of making up excuses for the reason why she was acting the way she is. Not saying that she was a villain, but she was a victim of the edit. However, when it's Alexis Mateo or yeah. someone else, they're going in there full force. They're well, attacking. And I always find the fans. Um, I mean, obviously, let's let's put it out there. Kind of, you know, ninety five percent of the fandom appreciate the queens and don't put horrible, toxic stuff out there. But there's a very vocal minority who send these queens awful, awful messages. And it's like it's like there's a lack of understanding about what's going on because what we're watching is a reality, heavily edited reality competition. When we say reality. He, we're reality doing um, in air quotes. Commas, yeah, we're absolutely. doing reality. Like Joey mm-hmm. from Friends. Yeah. Rea- <laughs> reality. And there's a few different themes in there, I think. So one thing which is already highlighted by what you said about the different reactions to Cracker and Alexis mm-hmm. is um, a really a racially charged um, aspect, isn't okay. there? We do tend to see that, um, let's say it, skinny white queens um, get a lot less hate than queens of color, big queens, um, and anybody else who who I think presents that sense of minority or otherness. And I always find that so shocking and disappointing. We've seen in the past how, you know, if you think about season seven, Kennedy and Jasmine were getting death threats and people are using awful racial slurs against them online. Mm. Um, and w- what were they doing aside from being, for, in my opinion, what a drag queen a drag is, queen a bit is. shady and a bit bitchy? Like, which begs the question, when was it a bad thing for a drag queen to be bitchy? When, and I guess the answer is when it came into the commercial sphere, the the mainstream, that's when being a a bitchy drag queen, which I think a drag queen quintessentially is. Absolutely. They, we've said, I've said it time and time again, they are the shadiest, bitchiest, quickest, sharp-tongued wittiest people alive that's what a drag queen is to me they've got to be because they're often people who've been through so much especially historically that they've had to sort of weaponize their 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 mouth haven't they you can interpret that whichever yeah. way you want mm. <laughs> but they've got you know they've, they've got not, to, not that kind of drag they've queen. got to be sharp tongued and quick-witted you know because that's always been their defense because they're an oppressed minority historically yep um and so, yeah, there are those themes in there. And the th- another thing is what you've said before is why is there so much hate when a villain is integral to the entertainment value Absolutely. of the show? Like people hate the villain, but then when there isn't a villain or there isn't drama, then people hate the show and they say, yeah. oh, it's boring. It's and I've heard it time and time again from, from close friends, from what I read online. They're like, oh, it's so boring. It's so boring. Like a lot of people are saying that season 12 was was so was one of the worst episodes but the the same people who are saying that it was so bad are the same people who complain or have so much hate towards the the, the villain exactly yeah. so Britta it's just really like got it. people people have to understand that it's it's a, it's a damn TV yeah. show it is i mean i i see it and i understand it as there and we we kind of podcast from the um, a seat of someone who enjoys the show and yeah. enjoys the drama. Absolutely. Or, and we do love people. We do hate people. But at the end of the day, I know what to show. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't represent them as people. This, this is not who they are as a person. It does not. 
please listen. The, what you see on TV is not an accurate portrayal yes. of these people's personality. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is 24 hours in a day. The cameras are on them. And one day, I'd say about 20, 16, 18 hours of film, okay? Mm-hmm. And they condense these seven days or these four days, 18 hours a day. They condense that into what? Less than an hour. Yeah. So they get to pick and choose every single second of frame in there. They can tell whatever story they're like. Yes. People need to understand that. The thing is, they don't. People people do still need to have said those things, don't they? Oh, you know, I'm never ever going to say everything is all in the edit and you know nobody's ever said anything mean on drag race but it's an intense competition environment people bring their own baggage into it um as you say it's heavily edited to portray people a certain way and um i think what's really telling is that some of the girls who are some of the most like notorious villains of all time like you know fifi and roxy like they're actually Britta. Brit. What do you know? What I think they tried to make Britta a villain, and it just—I it, just don't think the material was there really. Um, and um, the, these girls—they're really well liked by their peers. They have, you know, they're not horrible monsters. And like, what would season five have been without like the the Jinx underdog blossoming plot? You know, obviously uh, uh, Jinx is fantastically talented, and she entirely deserved to win that season. But if it hadn't had, you know, the the Jinx versus Rolaskatox tension, yeah. it would have been a lot less entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting, though, I think we brought it up before, hasn't it? Jinx has said herself that she actually had more beef with Coco than yes. Roxy. Yes. It's so interesting. Who and also, choose. Jinx has said as well, she only cried one time. Mm-hmm. And then what they did is they cut that piece of her crying over like eight episodes. She said that. So these are things that we need to remember that this is a lot of it's down to the editor and I'm quite 50-50 about you know you have to have said those things yes but when you're editing something and I know this because I have edited I've, I've edited audio I've mm-hmm. edited film I did um, radio and TV at university mm-hmm. I've I am I am able to take what people say and make it what I want it to make it so you can say whatever you, you said like you have had to say those words correct but if I put it in a certain sequence and I put it in a certain order mm. I I can make what you say sound like something else. I can make what you say respond to something else as a response to what someone said. Yes. Maybe the day before, it doesn't make sense. It was done on different days, but I can change the context of your words. So, I mean, Bianca Daria also says, don't blame it on the edit. You say what you say. Yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Bianca Daria, but also mm. you see what you said, but it can easily be manipulated and changed. Imagine within that context. Yeah, so imagine. I don't, but I don't, I don't always say, just because you said it, it means it. Imagine if season six had played up Laganja's vulnerability, played down Bianca's kindness to adore, and just seen as be you know had us see Bianca as some res- relentless kind of bitchy monster towards young queens mm. like Laganja and Gia. How different would the outcome exactly. have been? Exactly. How easy if I just changed the audio and the sound effects when Bianca reads someone, mm-hmm. if I just change that, it's no longer wit. It becomes a 
oh my god she's on the attack again Bianca is someone who's so easy to make a villain I thought that it was really really hard to make her likeable in the context of reality TV Mm -hmm. they actually worked their ass off to make Bianca look as as lovely as she was Bianca's smart though and she made sure she gave them the moments of like you can borrow my waist cincture and stuff like that don't tell anyone I'm being kind ha 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 and she she knew yeah I I love Bianca to bits but she's one of my favorites her Bubba Dre Queen, Jigs mm. Monsoon, Paul of Heart. Similarly with Bob, Bob, fantastic winner, one of our favorite queens of all time. But imagine if um, her beef with like Derek had been had played out differently. Mm. Um, it could have been very different. Yeah. Uh. So it's basically the villain edit. It's it's entertainment value, and it's it's part of the structure of what makes um, mm-hmm. reality TV. Enjoy it for what it is, a TV program, but don't go around sending them all these death threats and all these racist, racist oh, remarks. I, what I see on social media, I'm just, I just don't, I really don't like it. It don't. What disappoints me massively. It just like shakes my faith in humanity. But I, I can only think that the people who send messages like that have a complete lack of understanding of what they're watching mm. or are incredibly ignorant in general or perhaps perhaps they're very young and inexperienced people who are just buying into what they see that's not to be shady towards young people because obviously they're incredibly smart and savvy young people out there but some of that i suspect comes from the youthful component yeah Hmm. That was a good. That was a good discussion about villains. Let's get into. <laughs> <laughs> how about we? Uh, rem- let's 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 uh, let's take this back. So this week we're going to be looking into what I think is the boar challenges. Yes. From what we saw last week, it's the Charles family backyard boar. Like, mm. um, we'll get a bit more context about that. Uh, but let's talk about your best or your most favorite moments um from board challenges in previous seasons i, well, I already know yes. who you're going to bring up well i just re-watched the first ever ball yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the absolute fruity ball um uh from season one and chanel just provided quality content after quality content i have to say you know, Chanel is one of my favorite queens now, and I, I appreciate her atta- entertainment value so much. The first time I watched season one, I didn't like Chanel very much, but I think that's because I didn't have a you were young grasp. and inexperienced. I was. You're I did the same person a... that you were putting down a exactly, few seconds but ago. That's what I'm you. saying. Yes, the young me. I didn't appreciate what she was bringing and how entertaining she is, um, and where she was coming from, but quality moment after quality moment. The I miss Mandarin. Mmm. <laughs> Yeah, don't stop it. Stop it. <laughs> and also, um, I am beautiful on the outside and internally. You know, you know, Chanel, I thought we told you you are. Be- Thank you. Thank you. That is so good to hear. I don't know why she went Jersey then. Good evening, distinguished panel of judges. <laughs> and she gives her whole Miss America speech. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Well, she starts off, good afternoon, distinguished panel of judges. And by the time she, gets, she ends it, she's like, and have a wonderful night. So her speech was so long. She went from afternoon to night time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really loved her. Um, when I look about the constructions um, from Queens who have made the actual borders just over the seasons, you have to give props to Roxy Andrews Roxy and that amazing. dress, that, can- that candy dress that she made. Which like, we've seen intri- in- yeah. how intricate that was. The detail, everything mm-hmm. about that. It really just speaks to her, her level, her. Um, 
Her creativity. Similarly, though, with, I mean, obviously, Roxy brings polish and pageant experience, and she created an amazing garment then. A, a, a similarly but differently talented queen in the same episode was Alaska because Alaska was always like a trash queen, wasn't she? I turned trash into treasure mm. and she turned a big pile of candy floss into this amazing tutu confection, um, bringing, you know, her own creativity and craftiness. Yeah. I will say Roxy's silhouette there has been imitated many times. Wasn't it by Nikki? Not Nikki, Evie Oddly. Yes. Um, there's um what other I mean Raja stormed the The money ball dress. Her yeah. money ball dress was expensive. Well, that was the most ball heavy season, season three. I think there were at least four. There was mm. cakes, money, um and some others. Manila was excellent as well in those ball challenges. She's very creative and crafty. Yes. And also who can forget from the cake couture? Um, Stace Lane Matthews' red velvet couture. Well, I thought it was couture. I mean, adorable. So, I mean, in retrospect, she looks adorable in that big romper. Jesus. Gross. No, (laughs) adorable. Gross. Um, Such amazing spirit. I mean, there's obviously plenty and plenty of other moments, but I have to say Chanel takes the cup. For me, and that's oh, so, and it's from season one. I mean, yeah. you just can't fake that. There was, <laughs> you can't, you can't fake someone like Chanel. She was yeah. the real deal. Any, I feel anybody out there who hasn't seen season one, please go back and take a look if you're a fan of the show because the production values aren't great, and you see the fashion is not at the elevated level it is nowadays, but. You've got nine amazingly talented queens. They're, they were the pioneers for this format. And it's real, raw, um, unself-conscious reality TV. These girls are bringing a lot more of themselves, mm. you know. It, it, in contrast to nowadays when girls come in there, you know, knowing how to present and edit themselves. Yes. They've, they've done like a a paper at university mm-hmm. on reality TV. Yeah. And they go in there knowing exactly what to say. And they're almost producing themselves. And those are the people that we don't really get to fall in love with because... Even though you don't, you may not know them, you can just sense that they're not being authentic. Mm. You can just sense that there's something about them that isn't real. For example, Mayhem Miller in All Stars, when she came yeah. back in All Stars, there was just something different about her that uh, it was, it seemed a bit forced, mm-hmm. a bit fake for Kante. I, I didn't like Kante. it. Yes, I learned that from um, Yaya from America's Next Top Model Cycle <laughs> 3. Amazing. Who oh, I loved to bits. She was such a proud black woman. And she, she was like ahead of her time. Ahead of her time mm-hmm. and her confidence and, and, and what she stood for and her values and her morals. Yeah. I really love Yaya. Didn't she butt head she a got bit the, Tyra? She got the villain edit because, because she was so confident yeah. and proud of herself. And they wanted to make her look like the bitch, I, another black bitch. I basically, yeah, but I loved her. She was a black queen. I distinctly remember Tyra telling her on at least one occasion. Stop to like, being so African. Yeah. How... Tyra, Tyra how could she get away with that well, she can't get away with it she's not getting away with it now mm. people are coming for her right now and, and so they should you've got a lot to answer for Tyra oh another favourite set of ball looks has popped into my head and probably my favourite ever trio of ball looks Aquaria in the, oh, the last ball before you said it I, mm. I, I, I already see, yeah. saw her her fur her with highlighters the amaze oh, that kind of like uh, psychedelic fox fur and the Lucha Libre um, bikini, and then the kind of like Ziggy Stardust superhero 
yeah. uh, with the lightning flashes. Amazing. So going into this now, who do you see as being strong in a bull challenge? Shay Coulee. She yep. is a actual dress um, costume is. designer. That yeah. was her profession. Profession. Re- profession. profession. I, I remember in um, her season, season nine, she was a bit embarrassed that she wasn't in the top three for the, one of the ball challenges. Well, it was kind of a ball challenge with the princess dress plus sidekick. It was yeah. a costume construction That was a challenge. gimmicky one. Like, was that gimmicky. wasn't something that wasn't, yeah. I can't remember any other apart from, oh yeah. Okay, sorry. She won the village people ball. Yep. Do you remember? And she was amazing in that. She, I loved her her builder. She actually turned um, a builder's look into something really kind of high fashion, I thought. Hmm. Um, who else we got? Cracker did well in her ball. She was top three in in the um, in the same sort of. Um, it was kind of last ball on earth, wasn't it? The kind of space. It just, theme. It's so sucky that India. India went India home would the have, week before because yeah. I think this would have been um, India's week. That's what she said in season three as well. She was like, every challenge that came after, because there were like four balls after she went home. Like every challenge after I would have I would have succeeded. Exactly. So I Which create. so, I mean, first of all, is any queen coming back? Like I've, on the Facebook page, it's not, the Facebook page is not called Spilling the Jeans Hey, The Facebook page is called RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 5. And there's a lot out there, but my one's called All Stars 5. Five. And that's where I post a lot of questions. That's where um, I try to get a feel for how other people are seeing. And right now, Jujubee's coming up as the favorite, followed closely by Shay Coulee. And I think, well, I didn't, I didn't actually look to see who the queens want to come back. I think it was, oh no, it was Mariah. Everyone oh, yeah. wants Mariah Balenciaga to Please. come back. So do I. Especially for a ball. She's a ball queen. They're now down to the final five. Mm-hmm. And it's usually the final five where they bring back another queen. I mean, they usually would hint in the previews some kind of drama, like, (gasps) something's happening. And we kind of see maybe a queen's returning. So maybe after this episode, they'll be like, someone's coming back. I don't know. But like, this would be the first moment in All Stars where a queen hasn't come back. Except for All Stars 1, but we don't count that, according to Latrice. (laughs) Um, She said that. Well... It would be the first, yes, like you say, in two, three, and four, we had a queen coming back. I'd be very disappointed if nobody came back. Yeah. I love the drama of that moment. Yep. And I would happily swap Mariah in for, say, Blair. Blair's some, how was Blair coasting so much? She's Naomi Smallsang, this all stars. She really is. Maybe like... she'll have a, a late search. So this could be Blair's challenge. She does bring amazing fashions. I don't know if she can sew like. I, I don't know. Anyway, let's get into episode six. All right? Yes. Let's go. Now, let me tell you what ha- happened <laughs> after they had come off the main stage from last week. So we come <laughs> in. Basically, Shay has told Alexis that it was really, really close. Mm-hmm. It came really, really close for me um, from choosing your lipstick. So I guess this kind of situation really focuses around the whole Alexis and India yeah. drama that happened last week, which if we recap it, India had told Shay uh-huh. that there was a campaign going on with Mayhem Miller, 
and Alexis. Alexis yeah. and kind of Mariah, but not really. She didn't mention Mariah by no, name. No, she didn't. No. Um, into choosing Shay's lipstick. So that kind of drama came to the light. Um, it was highly entertaining television, which exactly. I've always liked the end. And that's basically what they discuss this week. Now, do you know what's going to happen? Is Please let there be a returning Queen's moment where they're yeah. all back in the room because I just know fireworks are going to go off because that moment's going to come to light. And everyone's either going to be really, really angry at Alexis or India. Yeah. Now, India, you already don't have the best reputation because Derek's already bad mouthing you right now on social media. She's dogging your Instagram. name. She around is town. dragging your name everywhere. <laughs> and if this comes to light that you're lying, you might end up quitting Drake again. Who oh, knows? I'm nah. joking. Please don't, because she's bloody talented. But that's basically what they focus it around, yeah? I felt like what Shay was telling Alexis here was I voted with honor and I voted for the person that really should have gone home at this point, but. I'm watching you. Basically, yes. I'm watching you. And also reminding her, like, I'm better than you. (laughs) I don't think... I'm not threatened. Yeah. No, in the sense that also, like, I'm I'm behaving with more honour than you. It really was there. It was, I think. And I think... I came really close to choosing your lipstick, but then I remembered I have integrity. Yeah. I remember that I have the four H's. Integrity, (laughs) honesty... Um... Her trust, hermaphrodite, um, <laughs> Helena, <laughs> horoscope. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I, I felt like this is like a, a word of warning to Alexis. Mm. Um, and yeah, but yeah, well done, well done to Shay for voting with integrity. I think one person did vote for Alexis, though, and we didn't find out who. Da India. <laughs> what? Are, what are you? Are you you, you dumb or something? (laughs) Literally only just occurred to me. (laughs) India voted her, for God's sake. Oh dear. You've lost all your integrity now for this podcast. my integrity's gone. And Um, your horticulture. And what we're going to take forward with us is whatever is done in the dark will come into the light yes oh side note um charlie hi charlie we know charlie who's naming her next child after us hey hey um message saying are we going to be are we going to be doing all it's not all stars are canada canada's next top model not top model (laughs) canada's drag race canada's drag queen of the year competition (laughs) are we gonna do it it's hard to do two things at once, I think, and focus on two sets of characters. I don't, I don't think it. I don't think that's hard at all. Well, maybe I'm just not as talented as you. We know that already. Should we just say we're taking it on board? We're thinking about it. Yes. Discussions. Need I to- would love, Charlie. I really want to do it, but Tom's holding me back now. I could um, excuse also, me. I, I'm the only one who's actually watched the Meet the Queens for Car- Canada here. So pipe down, love. Um. Do you want to take this out? Do you want to take this off? Do you want to take this off air? I think we need to continue. Do you want to take this off air? I think we need to continue the discussion off air. Charlie, he's holding me back. Okay. Um, However, if you follow my new podcast, um, <laughs> where I'm going solo, just jokes. Um, so let's go back to this. Now we're coming into the next day, and we are given the basically the terms, conditions, the rules, regulations, the details about what this board challenge is going to entail, and it is. It is the Charles family backyard ball um so it's a ball challenge and rue says i think her her sisters will be judging with her this week or they'll be taking part in some way did she yeah she said that two of her sisters will be appearing okay which will be cool um and so 
They've got to produce two fresh looks. And this reminded me the most of the Hello Kitty ball from season seven because one look is the creation of a character, country cousin realness, where they've got to draw on Rue's family's Louisiana roots and come up with a comedic backstory for a play cousin. Just so, come as Chi-Chi the Vane, really. <laughs> step outside of their, um, their drag character for a moment. The other one is a high fashion look and they've got to create it all out of um, really interesting materials. Items cloths, that you find in your backyard. Was... A barbecue in it. Yeah. Lawn chairs, tablecloths, picnic blankets, things like that. Now, 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 Queens, don't go be doing a mistake and saying, well, you know, in Texas, this is what we really wear. So don't be going like, well, in my barbecue, this is what we have. <laughs> I, I, don't want, I don't want your middle class... Um, Nimbus 2000 um, <laughs> not barbecue. barbecue not barbecue essentially <laughs> robot she was, she was flying not, around not a cowgirl um, so yeah so thinking back do you remember in season 7 they had like the Hello Katia and kind of the the other the, uh, the kind of um, Hello Kitty sidekicks as a separate character so it's going to be something like that now what about um, season 9's um, where they had to do that talking head as well with their costume yeah something similar to that yeah something like that except that that wasn't like a fully realised look no that was quite gimmicky actually and I guess like going into this again I feel like Shay can do really well because when Rue is describing the challenge Shay seems to really get it I guess it kind of like overlaps with her cultural background more than it does with the other girls. Yeah. Because um, she's, because um, uh, Juju's like, what's a Cornisha? And Shay is like quick as a flash, like, is she my play cousin? Um, and, I mean, if she yeah. wants to play it competitively, she'll just keep her mouth shh about what a backyard barbecue is. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or she can just point them in another direction so that she sabotages them. I don't think that's in Shay's nature, but we are in a competition, my darling. Yeah, I seem to remember Juju not doing so well in the top four ball on season two. I'm sure she was in the bottom two with Tatiana. I want to have a look and see what they do in the workroom, okay? Yes, please. Let's go. Great. Now we are back. Let's have a little... This was kind of like, you know how we used to do the mirror moments in Mm. the background. La, 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 la. It was kind of like mirror moments and just moments. Mm. It was a whole segment of moments. And the first moment that I want to talk about is kind of reflecting on Jujubee and Shay. Yes. Um, Reflecting on what their life and how it kind of shaped them as people. And how that shaped their drag. Do you know what I mean? So there's a big focus on Juju and Shay in during this walkthrough, isn't there? Rue really gives them some special time. And to be honest, you know, as Rue does, prods them yeah. to, to bring a certain story out. But the, the second she smells a hint of an Emmy, she is in there. She's like a shark with blood in the water. She, yeah, she? she's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Shay. Cancer, talk to me about it. It's very that. Kind of. Having said that, though, both the girls, I think, were very, very dignified and gave really heartfelt and sincere accounts of things that they'd been through. So, I mean, when she's talking to Shay, um, we're all aware, actually, that Shay's father passed away sometime around season nine because she mentions it in the finale. Um, And she talks about... um, the sadness of his passing, but the sadness of her sister passing as well. And her sister 
um, was the first one to introduce her to the RuPaul Supermodel video. And so it seems to have been a really big influence on Shay in terms of her fabulousness and her embracing of, of femininity. I thought one thing that I thought was really interesting when she said that she's been sewing since she was little bit and she would use her dad's um, dress socks to make dresses for her sister's Barbies. So there's always been that sense of like turning something a little bit drab and masculine um, into something fabulous and feminine. Mm. Um can I also say that mm. when her sister, the one that introduced him to um, Supermodel, mm. it's also someone that's acknowledging that you are gay yeah. and supporting it and in, in finding things to, to let you know, hey, I know that you're gay. This is a, a gay thing. Do you mm. know what I mean? And, it, and it, she's kind of telling her, be yourself. Isn't, yeah. isn't it? And isn't that one of the hardest things when you're young and you're coming to terms with it and you're so so much in fear of how people are going to react, how they'll change towards you. And it takes that one, there could be a hundred people in your family, but if one of them show you a supermodel <laughs> video, then you know in your heart that you're being accepted. And it kind of gives you more strength to slowly become yourself more and more. I mean, sisters are amazing. Sisters are so important. I'm so I, close with my sister. I, she does not listen to my podcast. I think she <laughs> listen to one podcast mm. and then she's like oh you said this one thing and that's the only thing she can reference <laughs> so she's literally listened to one podcast and found one thing that i said and uses that as justification to let her know to let me know that mm. oh I, I listen to your podcast you do not listen to my podcast maria <laughs> maria angela but I, okay my, my sister's always been the most amazing big sister i remember i think like you said there's something really important about i think big sisters often and have that knack for kind of like I think they just love having a little brother or a brother that they can do something that's a bit feminine with and like I remember my sister you know introduced me to like Banana Rama and Kylie Minogue and playing those records which had really quite a profound influence on my musical taste to be honest um, and yeah God bless big sisters and little sisters and sisters all around the world. I've talked to you about my friend Katrina mm. haven't I? Katrina from yes. New Zealand. Now she is like she is one of the most stoic like you cannot get past her she's very very like a lot of people she's very very quick-tongued i've always told her if you were a guy you'd be a scary drag queen because you're just so witty <laughs> and so damn sharp she really is a lot of people can't penetrate her but once she if she lets you inside she has the biggest heart in the world you wouldn't you wouldn't think that if you were to ever see her but the minute you you get inside her and the minute she lets you into um, her space she has the biggest heart and I remember I was not very out back mm -hmm. at home she was one of the first people I told one of the very first people I told and I was I was in fear I told her she looked at me she did a whole Hitler sign and said appreciation <laughs> and that was it and then she started talking to me oh blah 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 talking to me about it and I was like I was so scared because I thought she would be the most judgmental person because we, we were just new friends. Mm. But I was still a bit like I knew uh, she's, she's quite intimidating mm. in nature. But when she lets you in, she's the biggest heart. And the minute she did that, she made, I remember the feeling going, oh my God, maybe it's okay for me to be me. And I started just to be more and more of myself. And that's kind of how I feel like when Shay, when you, when you have a sister that is telling you and showing you more LGBT related stuff, it's their way of telling you that they accept you. Yeah, and when you feel, feel that. that you become yourself more and more. Yeah. 
def- I, I definitely feel that and I definitely relate to that. Yeah. I think the other key thing was um, Shay expressing how important it was to, to strive for. Now, I, I want to phrase this correctly because it's clear that her dad approved and supported of her career in drag and she was like had he been alive he'd have been there in the front row and that would have been so important to me but there was something symbolic for her about showing this masculine straight uh, military black man um portraying his approval of his feminine drag queen son to the world and that would have been symbolically very important to Shay. So I think the that that has been a big driving force. For I her also as well. feel for Shay it was a moment of validation yeah. and a moment for her to show her father look at the success that I am <laughs> with my femininity and with my uh with my drag. It's it's yeah. a chance for him to see the success on a large scale, and that's what a lot of the times that's what you want. You want your parents to be proud of you, and something like being gay or being doing drag, which is something that is kind of like they try to hide or like try to mm. to 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 not really involve themselves too much with for them to come to the finale mm. and to see a stadium full of people chanting her son's name her yeah. son's name and seeing how much love there is for him being himself authentically 100% there's pride in that for Definitely. her as well yeah. and i think she really really wanted that moment to say look dad i'm great look that i've made it this is a really great moment for shay and i thought shay described it with such um dignity and in such a eloquent way Despite, you know, the really obvious needling from Rue, I do remember it being handled really, really clumsily in the finale of season nine. I remember thinking like, Rue, how can you ask that question? Uh, You know, when she's on stage in front of all these people. Um, And so perhaps on to Jujubee. Um, yeah. Juju B was another one who, I will say, no airtime for Cracker or Blair today. Who? Exactly. It's <laughs> um, not the final three. They don't Just, have interesting stories to tell. No? Although I did like Cracker revisiting um, the way, why she's become so crafty because she grew up very, very poor and her mum was very creative. And there was poor. A, poor. Poor. And there was this really... She grew up really, really poor. <laughs> there was those very, very cute pictures of her and her sister growing up in self-made costumes. Yeah. So that was a nice moment for Cracker. Um, now, Juju, Juju's been through a lot of changes over the past few years. Now, we knew about her difficult backstory with dad dying when she was 15. Mum pretty much abandoned her and her sisters a few months later. We knew about that from, mm. from season two. Um, and we also knew that Juju was in a very committed relationship at that time, but there's been a lot of change there. After 12 years, yeah, she had broken up with her fiancé or fiance, that she said. ended and she gave up drugs and, and, alcohol. and alcohol. It sounds like Juju had some sort of epiphany. I, I wonder if that relationship had a close ties with alcohol so. and drug abuse. And she mm-hmm. had a come to bowler moment where she <laughs> realized, actually, you're toxic and I'm slipping yeah, under. Toxic. <laughs> You're going to have to sing it as, because now it's just too obvious. As homos, There's beauty and that. subtlety, okay? Um, not to diminish Juju's moment. But, um, I mean, that's a key thing when people are struggling with addiction. Sometimes in order to cut out the addiction, they have to cut out the people associated with that addiction. And Often- she also said that she had to cut out a lot of, 
old friends. Friends, and it seems like her fiance was was a was one of them. What a tragic decision oh to have to gosh. make. But how strong I. Jujubee, I have so much respect mm -hmm. for you. You have so much courage. There's so much bravery. So there's so much love I'm giving to you for that. For that, that would have been the hardest thing ever. Someone that you were 12 years that you love. Something that I was thinking about, obviously Juju made this decision and it must have been a very difficult decision, but it sounds like there was a real epiphany moment where a lot of stuff in her life was cut out or you might describe as rejected. Now, not to sit here and try and psychoanalyze Juju B, but a lot of people who've experienced. Let's go ahead, do it. A lot of people who've experienced abandonment, um, as Juju clearly has. Dad died, which even though Dad wasn't rejecting, that can be felt as a big rejection. And Mum literally left and rejected her, and so those are going to be really massive shaping influences in her life. I wonder if Juju is somebody who, if it does have a tendency, if things are too much, to just literally bring down an iron curtain and and be like no this isn't for me anymore i'm going um you know the, i talk about them quite often reciprocal roles people who've experienced a lot of rejection can be equally rejecting to other people and it sounds like she's had a, a very strong moment of that a few years ago she described her current life actually she, she really had turned over a new chapter and her closest people now are the people in her, she said in her meetings, which I suspect are AA or NA meetings. Oh, is that what she meant by meetings? That's what I think, yeah. I just, I, I just thought she meant like when you meet someone, you're meeting them. <laughs> oh, what's the thing? It was like meet and greets? I hope not. Well, I was like, um, yeah. Um, I was like meeting like, no. you just go. And, and people form amazing bonds and friendships in AA and NA meetings because yes. those, those people know more than anybody else in their life what they going through there's only this there's only this so i'm not allowed to sing re do you know what i'm doing i'm doing the um rent yes all life is yours to miss yes but i'm not allowed to sing apparently <laughs> you were drunk that time that you were singing when you're slurring your words when we we're near the end of the podcast and you're singing out of nowhere and you were slurring and you're Spilling your drink everywhere and oh, looking roll it right the back up. Roll the tape. <laughs> I can't, I got, there's audio. There is audio. I will play it. Anyway, um, um, going back to Juju, but yes. So I think also with Juju, um, she mentioned in her own season about how her humor and her amazing, sunny, bright sense of humor um, comes from her um, loss of her dad and humor is a big defense mechanism for her. So I think that's another way really of keeping emotion at arm's length to use humor mm. um, but i also think um using humor as a defense mechanism <laughs> yes. for juju b and that's probably why i don't know if you know this she keeps people at maybe i'd say an arm's length really yeah yeah what do you that's think so, i think that's so insightful Thank i'm you. gonna use that <laughs> um so juju wonderful amazing sunny bright juju um, there is a lot of pain underneath there um, I have noticed throughout this, and I, I thought during the opening segments here, she's she's the one who brings light to situations. She's the one who lifts people's spirits and is a diplomat. She's not got directly involved in any drama. And I think at this point in her life, she's like, drama is just not my cup of tea. Thank you. I'll stay over here and I'll make a few jokes. And, I'll, and she's also been quite a good support system mm. to people, but she's not got involved in drama. And we love her. I think she's uncomfortable with drama. Mm. She doesn't like it. She doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And she 
she's she's better being happy. She's better making people yeah. laugh. That that's what she wants to bring. That she, brings her comfort. She didn't want anything to threaten her sobriety at this point yeah. because clearly, um, well, not clearly because we're not. She's not explained directly, but I would suspect that substances were a coping mechanism for her, and mm. uh, you know, she doesn't want to return to inviting negativity into her life so that she might relapse. You're so good at this. I don't know. You should be as a psychiatrist. <laughs> oh. No, anyway, before we move on, well, actually, I, I'll explain what I want to do moving forward. This is a board challenge, so there's mm. going to be a lot of looks for us to digest and give our feedback on. Mm-hmm. Now, you are our resident fashionista. Am I? You are because... Look at how I'm dressed. Well, like, you have the knowledge of it, and I'm, I'm, I don't know where you get it from to be completely honest but you make a lot of references that are then echoed by a lot of other people a lot of drag queens say mm-hmm. it so i i do want to give you that respect and <laughs> i do want to reserve the rest of the time so that we can give judgments to what these queens create can we like i'm glad this is being recorded you want to give me respect yes <laughs> Why? Why are you laughing? <laughs> oh, it was just. It was. I just. I'm glad that's been recorded. I could easily edit it out. Tom. <laughs> I could easily cut your mic off too. Look, with the with the click of a button, oh, we'll you're see. muted. We'll see how the runway segment goes then. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be like, and she's wearing a purple uh, dress to her knees, <laughs> and she's got long hair. <laughs> she's very pretty. Yeah. Next up is Blair. She's got medium hair. <laughs> uh, dress goes up to her ankle, <gasps> and she is half pretty. <laughs> I yes. like this yeah. rating mechanism. I that's, think we should use it. What I see, I see mm. it from like layman term, and I, if I if I see a reference, as like a oh gosh, I feel like I'm in a wind I'm like oh my god, I, I I know a reference. Like last week when RuPaul walked in that dress with the paint splatter, mm. I knew straight away Alexander McQueen. McQueen yeah. I was like McQueen, McQueen, mm. and I and I felt like. Raja, I felt like Violet Chachki. I was like, move over. Give me a segment on Toot and Boot. I think you need to give yourself a bit more credit. No, no, I, I really don't have that, that, those references. But I know that's not my strength anyway, but I, I still love talking about it. Like, I think I know what I'm talking about. Anyway, let's get right into it. I want to start judging. You ready? Yes, please. Let's go. Now, let's get into the looks. Category mm. is the first part. Country cousin realness. Let's go. So we've got Miss Cracker coming up first. What do you think? Well, she was very, very funny. Um, I see a bunch of different um, references or like, I, I see a, quite a lot of Stevie Nicks here, you know, with the hair and the kind of witchy clothes. But I was also seeing, you know, Lillian from um, uh, Stevie, uh, Stevie Nicks from Kimmy Schmidt. Did she not give you Lillian vibes? Well, yeah. And there's a, a touch of Baby Jane in there as well. Um, she was just very, very funny. And she was one of the ones that made me laugh the most. Yes. I think her character was very well thought out. Yeah. Um, she brought a comedy. Do you know what? I keep seeing that look she had. As, do you remember that look that sent her home? The one um, where they had to make two yeah. different looks, and then one of them was the mean Ms. Ms. one. Miss Grums, do you not see that in her characterizations of this character? Some a little, t- bit. little, little bit. bit. I feel like this is goofier, and Miss Crumbs was a bit mean. I, I feel like she is like you know one of their friends who was um who was invited to the party to the backyard barbecue who's not well put together and cray cray. That's what I thought of her. Yeah. Now Juju B coming in. I've seen this character. She looks like 
a lot of the characters that I would see at a backyard barbecue and like Medea's family reunion. Okay. She okay. she's definitely looks like that character. I think she's got this down tea, Miss Amber Pink. <laughs> she's got the, the biggest straw hat I've ever seen. She's come out in Daisy Dukes in this kind of cage top. Um, she's making me think of, uh, you know, in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, um, the, the military bride lady, um, Cynthia. Mm-hmm. Um, she's giving me that sort of vibe. Um, but she's certainly very fun. I love her bucket that's a handbag full of ingredients. Um, <laughs> she looks gorgeous, actually. I, re- I really think she's nailed this look. She doesn't look expensive. According to the challenge. But she looks gorgeous. You, you are not expensive when you come to a, ba- Absolutely. a barbecue, mm. a backyard barbecue that's not expensive. It's, mm. it's the, the main focus well, is the food. Speak for yourself. <laughs> you know? It's the food. And it's just like, it's family. Mm. It's not a runway. It's family. Yeah. Family. We family. We're family. That's what it is. And it, yeah. and it has to have that kind of air about it. Like I said, this is the kind of character I see in the Medea's Family Reunion uh-huh. uh, movie and program. Now we've got Blessing so Claire got, coming in as a... a um, Do you know what I thought the first thing... Like the first thing that I got was Blair dressed up as. Do you remember Priscilla Chambers from yes, season three um, of Dragula? Yes, oh, very, very much. kind of like redneck Priscilla Chambers look. But also, like I was thinking of Susie Quattro, the glam rocker from the sixties. Um, but um, she's certainly going for like white redneck hick lady. Sweet. But do you know what? It's this thing with Blair, isn't it? Blair's trying so hard to be like grown up and edgy this season. And it we always s- just feels like she's like play acting. And she's like, she's a little girl play yes. acting these it things. Like, it's like we said it last, I said it mm. last week. Like she hears the challenge and she tries so hard to be so elevated and think so outside of the box yeah. that like she's, she's in a triangle. Mm. She's left that box behind. She is, she is on a different <laughs> planet. Like, I don't know what shape she's in, but it ain't. Pentagon. Dodecahedron. <laughs> she's dressed over here i don't i don't get it like i don't know louisiana but i know backyard barbecue and if rupaul said it's her family backyard Mm. and i'm seeing the props i'm seeing her family the background i know the imagery that she's going for from what i see on the stage i see a classic madea's family reunion um kind type backyard barbecue and i would never see that there i would never see this there to be honest she's i think i imagine blair being the girl who gets this reference the least of all these girls she doesn't really know Do you know what world. i have a feeling she would have asked the girls mm. to help her with a reference and then she went okay how can i one up it and she's just gone for like a like this, like this person votes trump they are not welcome <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a black person's family barbecue <laughs> hell no they wouldn't make it past grandma they wouldn't they wouldn't make it I past any say, of the aunties you know, i will say as well the makeup's a bit too exquisite for this character the makeup is like beautifully applied highlighter and stuff when this character i think would have like garage door eye makeup she would have just a thick red lip with lipstick on her teeth i mean there'll be a prayer circle around this character if they came <laughs> grandma would be backhanding she's that, that would not be allowed there in my opinion now shay kool-aid nails it when, nails I, it. Like, nails it. when i think barbecue mm-hmm. i think family reunion t-shirts like everyone's yeah. wearing the same family reunion do you remember that um bob the drag queen category is yeah um barbecue daddy realness yeah, and there was yeah, one character yeah. who was handing out barbecue 
Barbie who's, who's handing out family reunion t-shirts. This is exactly what it is. A lot of the times they they are wearing the same t-shirt, and I feel like that's it. She's this ratchet girl mm-hmm. with it on. Like uh, the denim boots are fantastic, and the clever reference to Grandre as a woman, um, the character she played in Beverly Hills in her in season nine. Oh, yeah, on the t-shirt. And like, what a great artist she is! Has she created that? Has she did she airbrush that this episode? If she did, amazing. Um, from the neck up, she looks like some some amazing hot rap star to me, though. You know, so great great combination. I just think that. I don't know if people did if this if the category wasn't um, backyard country realness, mm-hmm. then this looks off. Mm-hmm. But because I know that the category is the backyard, it's country realness. You know, you're yeah. going you're you're going over to your cousin's house, and your all your family's gonna be there. You're all wearing very very casual clothing, aren't you? And you're mm-hmm. all a lot of the times you're wearing that same T-shirt, and it's either like it's got your last name on it, like maybe every family's got their own last yeah. names printed on it. But this is kind of very very um, reminiscent of that. So I think that she nailed it. She's gonna, gonna hide that barbecue food baby as well. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> and we all know what's coming. Yeah. Now we got Miss Alexis Mateo. Now, like I guess Alexis, she comes out in this like little cha cha bodycon mini dress and the pink hair i like i like the kind of like um you know i'm not i'm not a huge fan of these colors but i like the kind of clashing brights the neons it's fun do you know what i hated her taking the wig off to reveal that very ugly wig underneath yeah that flat small triangle of of red hair that made michelle scowl at her frankly that's just her that's just the face she got okay um when when God painted the Michelle doll, he painted her fiercely. Um, I will say the character she portrayed was fun. Um, and I'm sure this probably meets the challenge. You could see this lady it at It meets barbecue. the challenge if it was uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Like, I see like a quinceanera. I see like, you know, like you see all of those, um, those the family reunions, all the family get-togethers where they're all bringing their payala, mm. payala and all of that. That's what I see. And I think she kind of, took her own understanding of what their reunion is um, and added a Latina spice. Yeah. But like this was this was serving me kind of like Sevilla <laughs> um, coming to her yeah. family reunion party. And I think, I, I mean, I liked it. You know, they always, there's an auntie that always comes to it like wearing clothes that are too fitted and there's always people going, why is she wearing that? And I think that's kind of the character she's playing for it. Kind of, kind of a bargain basement yeah with the fake nails you know with the long nails the long techy nails and she's always talking about how she got at the salon and she's Mm. got that nice little latina kind of spice like that (laughs) i I mean i liked it but i did not like that wig reveal it was ugly no so the next category that we have the second part of this challenge was um was it like a high fashion it's look? High fashion Using look. items that you find in your backyard. That's correct. Now, mm. we got Miss Cracker here, and I personally love this look. The only thing is that I wish their fascinator was a bit bigger. Yeah. So, I think this is a really pretty look. It's a sort of 50s party dress, isn't it? Um, well, so it's very plunging. Um, and she's given it the sporty element with the badminton racket. There's this gingham mm pattern the color palette certainly very cohesive um, and you can tell she's going for high fashion because she has no eyebrows and no eyebrows means high fashion um 
do 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 I think this is high? Fa- I think it's quite an easy to wear kind of thing for high fashion. I'd have been th- hoping for a bit more couture. Okay. Um, hmm. Having said that, she's pretty and she looks great. I do see. I I do see um, high fashion ish. Um, I just feel like she's a country club. You know, a, a lady going to the uh, who. As part of a country club, who's going there to play badminton? Who's got money? But that fascinator look is not for me. But I really do like the contrast from her first look into this look. She's brought two different looks and two different characters. I like that, and I I, I like your storyline there. She's going for an afternoon of badminton, but going straight on for cocktails. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's a cocktail. She's dress. a she's it's a, a cocktail dress. She's a lady who lunches. Now we got Jujubee here. I like this one. So, like, I'm you mean, like it because it's Jujubee. No, no, no. I'm not such a huge fan usually of like clashing brights, but there's something about this color palette that works. Now it's the second watermelon inspired look we've seen in the past couple of seasons. Because do you remember Widow Von Du's watermelon cape look? Perhaps you don't. I don't really. Um, actually. I think this has like like it's very Gautier to me. This it, with the horizontal stripes and the frills. It's Gautier. Hey. <laughs> it's go. It's Gautier. What is she it's Gautier. wearing? Yes. <laughs> no, um, I think these colors mm. look beautiful on her skin tone. Um, I'm loving it actually. Do you know? And what? it's a bit, little bit of a like Carmen Miranda nod as well with the fruits and the frills. Like. It's not enough to be Carmen Miranda at all. Now listen, I think I would have liked it more if she had swapped the colors of the dress with the colors on the top. That they're, they're kind of like. Do you know what I mean? The the pink and the yellow and the lime. And she had swapped the colors so that the main the main feature was the color of the watermelon. I mm. think I would have liked it a bit more. I don't. I don't know. I think um, she, she shows off her beautifully padded body. Um, as far as I can tell, I'm not seeing stress. It looks nicely made. Um, I love that coral colored hair on her as well. I do love the hair. I will say I want the handbag, the watermelon handbag. I wish that was bigger. Yeah, pineapple with glitter on it. Pass me my pocketbook. I'm leaving. Hmm. Now, now Blair Sinclair. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Yes, you're gonna hear my thoughts. I thought I think that she looks sexy from her neck up. I think she looks like a glamour model. I love that slick hair back, that wet hair look. I think that this is the look Soju thinks she was wearing in her episode one. You know that? Because I think it's got very, very similar silhouette and very, very similar colours. I feel like this is what Soju thinks she made and Blair's just wearing it now. I do feel like it's quite hodgepodge in the sense that it looks like it's just a wraparound dress i think i like the silhouette i don't know if i like the execution or the patterns or yeah that's it but i think she looks sexy now what do you think i agree with a lot of your thoughts miss i can see that she's going for like linda evangelista on a 90s versace catwalk um she's got the her leg out it's very sexy and revealing and i do like the color palette i like those pastel pinks uh, with the splashes of sort of blues and greens and purples. Having said that, yeah, I don't think it looks especially like well made. It looks like it's poorly fitting. Um, there's something about the lines that just look a bit messy to me. Um, I'm just overall not a huge fan of the overall effect, but I can see what she's going for. Yep. I agree, neck up, stunning 
she's a woman. I'll tell you what I don't like is um, last week RuPaul made reference to a moment that Blair did that her and her husband laughs about. Mm. And it's the shiver and the shh mm. on the end of the runway. Don't overplay it and don't rely on that gimmick because she did it again again this week. And it's like, oh, now I think you're trying too hard. And for me, beauty comes out of spontaneity and humor comes out of spontaneity. Uh Honey, that was choreographed. That was forced. That was desperate. You didn't need to do that. I I didn't like it. When she did that, I was like, girl, come on. I think the girls are addicted to making Rue laugh. And if they get one laugh, they're like, oh, chasing the dragon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to keep it. Yeah. No, it was a no. There was no need for that blow. Okay, next up we have Shay Coulee. Now, to me, this is like Grace Jones dresses up as Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz and decides to get married with an Oscar de la Renta veil on her head and goes to Studio 54. Okay. All those things. It's, wow. There's a lot in there. She's there's going, a lot in there. She's going through a lot on this one runway walk. Now, overall, I really like this. And I think the overall silhouette and the effect is great. I worry that she maybe should take off one accessory or remove one part of the concept or something. I really want Shay to do well this episode. I think overall, between the two looks, I'm hoping she has. And there's a lot that I like about this. Yeah. Okay. My thoughts is this. I wish she wasn't wearing that veil. And I think the veil, I don't, I don't like, I don't think it adds anything to it. If she was going to go for a wedding dress then, she should have gone for like a dress. Not, it mixes the concepts not, a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's two, it is, it's, it's two concepts trying to make one. I think without the veil, this would have looked stunning. Do you know what it reminds me of? Um, one edition of Tekken, I think it was Tekken 6, Lily had like a third option bridal outfit that was a jumpsuit and it was basically that, but but all white. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like her third outfit was like a, a bride, but it was like a, um, a jumpsuit and she had a veil and everything. Okay, I don't remember that look and I know Tekken. It's like Tekken 6, I think. Anyway, I just think that, that I did not, I did okay. Overall, I didn't like this look because of that veil. I think she had to go either a nice wedding gown or she had to go with that backyard country eleganza iman slash grace strange look with that patterns. And I think she could easily pull off. I don't think she needed that veil because that veil made it tacky. Do you know what probably needs to happen? Is remove. I agree, remove the veil because it's another different texture, pattern, color. It's, it's compared yeah. to the rest of the outfit. I'll tell you what I think it was. I think we did see her say that she had a lot of sewing to do, that she wasn't quite finished. She was stressed. I wonder if the veil was her way of hiding a lot of the unfinished um, makings of the dress. Details on the back. Kind yeah, of I wonder if that's what it was. And she thought, oh, I had a veil. Because I didn't see her talk about a wedding concept no. during the construction of this outfit at all. There's a lot you know, of pressure on Shay this episode. There really, really is. Now, Alexis Mateo is going for a which I think is um an inspired Manila look how Manila did that and All Stars did that um kind of Italian spaghetti, spaghetti kind of dress, dress mm-hmm. with that with that kind of coloring um I really do like it I do not like how the bottom's quite jagged in the sense that you just know something's beneath it I like how this is an event and I like how Alexis has kept a really cohesive color palette. Another red and white girl, same palette as Cracker. 
Um, and she was inspired by the cups, wasn't she? The kind of backyard beer cups, mm. um, plus kind of like tablecloth gingham elements. I think the way she's put to get it together is actually quite tasteful while still being an event. I see what you mean about how it's so obvious there's something under the skirt, but I think it's really, really clever that she used the paddling pool um, to create this kind of trumpet skirt. Um, I feel like she's taking Eureka's loaf of bread and put it on top of her head with that whiff. She loves a loaf, though. Alexis has always loved a loaf. Mm. Is she the original loaf queen? She is. Is this another thing that Eureka has stolen from another queen? First the elephant queen, and now she's also (laughs) stealing the loaf. I w- this is a bit like kind of you know May West at your at your backyard barbecue. Um, uh, overall, I think this is a great look, and I think it's an event. But it's a what, fashion. It's what I. It is fashion. I think it's a fashion. It is fashion. I. I what I want from these girls for okay. eleganza. Is I mean, an event. it's fashion, but is it high fashion? <laughs> some girls gave me an event, and some didn't. And okay. Alexis gave me an event. Was it Armageddon? because <laughs> i do not like their bottom part at all but i love upwards i i love everything except for the fact that i i know that it's there's something underneath that if, if it was a bit more smooth and uh and not as jaunting i would have loved the dress well she didn't make it for you <laughs> all right cool so before they do the judging, we find out who's one or not and the lip sync. Who do you think? Who was your top and your bottom? I want one top and one bottom from you. My Ooh. top this week, looking at all the costumes, I would say is I really like Miss Cracker. Yeah. Okay. I think Miss Cracker nailed both looks. I think Shay Coulee, for me, nailed the first one. And I, and I bet you they're going to love the second look as well because of the the level of detail, the construction that mm. she's done. I just I just can't stand that veil. And for the for the purpose of that veil, I, I'm not happy with that dress. I think it's really ruined it. I know that the judges are going to love Shay, but for me, my favorite was Miss um, Cracker. Okay. And I don't have any taste, so she's probably... No, no. Miss Cracker, you said Chris Macker then. Miss um, Cracker is um, near top for me, but I'm going to go for Shay. Okay. And bottom for me is Blair. Blair. I think Blair misfired the most, to yeah. be honest. Blair. Um, considering as well, expectations should have been high for Blair because she's always markets herself as a bit of a fashion queen. Yeah, well, that, that's all we heard from her. From what we did see of her this episode, which wasn't much, mm. I think she said the word high fashion. 2015 <laughs> times. And then we saw Ms. Cracker roll her eyes about 2015 yeah. times. <laughs> so that's what we got so far. Let's watch the rest and we'll report back. Okay, so let's get to it. RuPaul has decided that the winner this week is Miss Cracker. So obviously nice. um, she's on my level because that's what I saw as well, <laughs> which means everyone else is in the bottom. I want to say that the person that got the worst critique was Blair. And... Mm-hmm. I just think that there was a shady moment. I don't know. I thought it was shady. Shay, uh, sorry, um, Miss Cracker in the workroom basically threw a bone to Shay Coulee mm. and Juju B and said, um, basically, the two people who I want to talk to is Alexis and Blair and basically was saying that those other two should not even be on anyone's lips. 
I think that's for lipstick, which I think is very, very fair. fair but imagine you're in the bottom and someone says that. Someone someone says out loud what you know to be true and has essentially eliminated you from being one of the queens to go home in that way. So I thought that was really, really shady of Miss Cracker. I, I wonder if production prompted that a little bit and said, you've only got time to speak to two of the girls. You know, we're not going to film you speaking to everybody. So choose a couple. Mm. Who would you have chosen? Whose lipstick who would you have chosen? To go home. Yeah. Uh, Blair. So would I. I don't I mean, I think... Do you know, I, I think anybody who's listened to us talk about this season, we're, we don't see the all-star in Blair that we've seen in almost any of the other girls, I don't think. I think that's fair to say. Okay. Do you think... Would you agree with that? Yes, I don't know what she's doing there. Oh, she's a bit of a pheromone being there. She's gorgeous. She's visually creative. Um, she's sweet and she can be funny, but she's just not on the level of the other girls. She's not an all-star. She's, and this is a competition for winners, baby. She's not more all or more starrier than anybody she's else. She's the some star that Jujubi was reading, which was, oh, I'm talking to I, Mariah I also, Balenciaga. <laughs> I also think she genuinely has the worst track record this season because even though she's been middling, I feel like Alexis has been nearer to winning yes. her a good couple I of mean, times. She was in the bottom last week, but I think mm-hmm. that she's been... It was between her and the person that won that week at least two or three times. So in my mind... Oh, so one of our fans um, putting on a, the things they do to get a, our attention a motorcade going past <laughs> our home it's like what they did to um, Jada Isn't Hall there was yeah. a, a stream of cars tooting <laughs> yes. and like yeah. praising her for winning and yes. I feel like people are doing that every time trying to get on the podcast <laughs> okay, I mean if guys. you guys are lucky maybe we will but inter- I wonder if we can interview some of our listeners I would love that don't you think I would love um, that. we could try arrange that somehow in the future but that'd be great to uh, talk to people who who listen to us yes you listening to right now you rebecca sarah i know you're listening sarah charlie, charlie but hi charlie everyone else colin anyway, Miranda. so for me alexa should have been the one they saved now let's go to the lip sync assassin this week which was roxy andrews she is here to make it clear percent that we love her yeah yeah um and the lip syncing to ariana grande's one more t- one now, last time can we just say Let's remove the word lip sync assassin. Mm. This um, this season, the person who wins lip syncs against a previous queen. That's what I think. It's I mean, not a lip sync assassin. It's a previous queen. When we spoke about who is a lip sync assassin before, Roxy's not a name that even no. passed our lips. She is a fantastic drag queen, and she did win both of the lip syncs yeah. that she partook but in. But there was no assassination done. And no. also, like somewhere, Trinity K. Bonet is in rage. Trinity K. Bernay watched this episode and was like, are you serious? Where is Coco Coco Montrese? Watch this episode going, are you serious? Where is Darianne Lake? Where are these queens that are actual assassins? Roxy Andrews? Miss Vanjie? Darianne and Coco and Trinity adhere to like the strictest of criteria. Anyway, Roxy's still fabulous, and she comes out here in this resplendent feathered affair, which it really entertained me because I couldn't see her hands. That that's is that not a red version of Moira Rose's <laughs> crowning um, red carpet look? Is that not the dress? The crows have eyes. Yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> 
<laughs> they really feel now let's I want to talk about their performances. First of all, none of these queens assassinated anyone. I'll tell you what Miss Cracker did. Miss Cracker went straight back to dancing 101. She went back to this is how I do a turn and mm-hmm. this is how I do this. And I felt like again she's in her head trying to do dance, trying to do choreography. I'll tell you what I also see with um Roxy Andrews. Roxy Andrews, I feel feel her enjoy the song i mm-hmm. see her joy more she also had a reveal times too she brought she, a tear away under her tear away where my people at where my people i mean i was almost expecting her to take a whiff off oh i just noticed as well um cracker's new delusion is slipping and I can see some of her actual skin on her midriff. <gasps> what, what I'm just Points thinking adapted. is that, um, yeah, it was it was because of her. Look, the person who showed more joy would have won this. I didn't see any joy in uh, Miss Cracker's performance at all. I saw Miss Cracker thinking, "What do I do next?" Mm. If she just felt the music and you know, one last time, just showed that a bit more instead of doing a one, two, three, four hands over here down to the ground, pat of beret, turn around. That, that's what I. I see when I yeah. see her perform. I also <laughs> saw her do that same look. Look at her. She right now. She's yeah. just doing too much. She was now, overshadowed by Roxy. Well, because you can't compete with genuine joy in love, and, mm. and if you can't, and this isn't. I don't think this is a song. If you're not a dancer, if you can't do contemporary, this is not going to be a song for you at all. Roxy is drunk perfection as well. So look at that mug. Look at that wig. Gladio, look yes. at the reveal after reveal. She's lost weight again. I I oh, relate. I, I think she's a comfortable. She's somewhere between her figure in all stars and season five i relate to roxy andrews in the sense that i know how to lose weight but i'm also maybe even better at putting it back on (laughs) and i just go i lose weight then i gain weight i lose weight then i gain weight now since january i've lost about 30 kgs so i've lost weight and now i'm now i feel like i'm gonna slowly start i just think that's my thing if people ask you what's bowl look good for they're gonna be like he's really good at losing weight and putting it back on (laughs) and i think that's gonna be in my graveyard oh You know, that's what they talk about me when I died. You know, oh, Paolo, he was so good at losing weight, but he was he was really good at putting it back on. I suspect you may have other traits that overshadow those traits, but <laughs> so, they yet to be revealed. <laughs> yes, I, I do agree on the winner. I just wish someone started on the ground. I wish someone started the song one last time. I know I should have bought it. At least I'm being honest. Looks, I wish someone sat on the ground and just started and then evolved from there to up and then broke the chains and then one last time and then joy and then, and you know, a, a different emotion from when they were in the beginning, helpless, mm-hmm. and at the end, they're like free. You know, that's what I would have loved. I did see the freedom and the joy more from Roxy Andrews, which is why I definitely would have given it to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, but Miss Cracker was doing too much 101, too much. Like she was like looking through her Rolodex of choreography. <laughs> like what else? Mm-hmm. What else can I do? What else can I show? Mm-hmm. I've really done a pair where I've done a part of Boray. Can I? Can I jeté? No, no, mm-hmm. not not on this. I felt like that's that's what it was. It wasn't an honest performance. That was. Just her trying to show what she's learned in the three weeks leading up to this or whatever. I just think two reveals equals a win, frankly. Yeah. Mm. Right. So that's this week. I'm quite disappointed that there's no returning queen hint yeah, for we, next week as seen, well. We've seen the hint, haven't we? And it's a comedy challenge. It's a stand-up comedy challenge. Is no one coming back this week? Oh, I didn't say who went home. So oh. the group had decided that the person leaving was Alexis Mateo. 
which I was sad to see. I genuinely think Alexis had more to give and yeah. was more top four material, definitely than Blair. Um, yeah. But there we go. The the everyone's voted, and it's not our choice. It's theirs. It's not. No, mm. but that's what I think. Um, I'm a bit sad that I don't think anyone's coming back because there's no hint for next week. I but know. then I guess that it, it is what it is. Our top four: Jujubee, Shay, Miss Cracker, and Blair. I mean, I just hope they're keeping it a secret and then Blair goes and Mariah comes back. Eh, who knows? Anyway. <laughs> just straight into the top four. That's be pretty great. much us. Is there anything you want to discuss before we finish the podcast for this week? No, thank you. I'm emotionally exhausted. Yes. I do mm. want to say thank you again to, was it Holly Hollywood 996? Holly Awesome. Holly Awesome 996. Everybody comes Thank you very much Hollywood. for a review. We do love it. We do love mm. it. And if you are listening and you do like the podcast, please give us a review. Um, or send us a message. If you don't like it, don't you dare leave a review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't like it, go to somewhere else. Yeah, just, yeah, s- just stay s- clear of vitriol elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Leave us alone, please. <laughs> okay? Um, no, but thank you again to everyone who is following us, to everyone who listens to us, and to those who definitely review. Um, we really do appreciate appreciate it i really mm. do love doing these podcasts and um it, it warms my heart to know that people are listening and enjoying it mm. right you're enjoying it please okay bethany thank you <laughs> john john are you enjoying it john you are all right that's us for this week thank you again please for listen to us next week when we look at episode seven which is going to be a comedy challenge jujube you need to rise to the challenge here this is Jujubee's week and Miss Cracker. But more Jujubee because Miss Cracker gets in her head too much. Blair's going home if it's a comedy challenge. <sighs> this is the prediction, isn't it? That's, that's what, what I think. See, uh, that's what I think. Phone. Anyway, thank you again for listening to Spilling the GT podcast with Polo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye.